People, what's happening? What up with it? What you know good and what it do? We'd like to thank you for tuning in and spending your time with us. You're listening to Pulling Back the Curtain podcast, the most provocative, the most entertaining, the baddest podcast in the land. We're hitting you with the dopest topics, the rawest opinion, like giving you straight up facts. No fake news here. I'm Jules St. James. I'm Dead Press. I'm Novak. We're giving sight to the blind, ladies and gentlemen. On today's pod, we'll be pulling back the curtain on the best bad movies in our lifetime. Not the good one, the best bad ones. Fellas, what's pop? Jules, what's up, man? Novak, what's oh, good? Man. Uh, man, long week, man. You know, uh, right now, pretty much, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for the stuff to open up out there. Uh, I said the quicker, the quicker we can get back to normal, things are going to get better. Man, I, brother, I, what the hell is normal anymore? Oh, man. You ain't kidding. It's all mental state at this point. <laughs> you got I mean, that right. I mean, I I don't think I ever was in a position to say, man, I can't wait for 2021 or oh, the next year. But man, we need to go ahead and in this year and, and start off start off fresh. What what I say on the first uh, the first episode of the pod, man, I said, can we get a fucking redo on this fucking trial of 2020? Yeah. This shit, man, it was trash. And it is trash. And you're right, man. I've never been the type to be like, man, I can't wait to the next year because that's going to be my year. But I'm going to be talking about 2021 being my year because 2020, now, nothing. Now, now, look, now, let me ask you something, fellas. Could, can we turn it around? I know this is six months in. Can, can it turn around? or Or should we just... Just scrap it and just. Nah, man. We, we just got to we just got to take that L. You okay. scrap it. I mean, you're fifty percent through the year. I mean, we're in June right now, so it's like, whatever you do the next couple of months, you set in the groundwork for twenty twenty one. Now, now what I will say though, Jules, and, and kind of to what we did is, you know, we used this time and we, you know, we built this platform. So, you know, kudos to us. That's gonna be a little slap on the on the back for us. But I think. Cats do need to come out of this time, you know, having learned new skills and, you know, raise the game individually. But, you know, as far as the world itself, man, this was a huge L in 2020. Okay. All right, I feel you. I feel you. But, man, you know, uh, I did want to, before we get into this episode, I wanted to do our, our sponsor read, uh, Samato Coffee. Fellas, uh, I got some samples uh, coming your way. So that way you guys can share with, you know, with, you, you know, your families and you, even for yourselves to, to take a, a drink. But uh, Tomato Coffee believes that coffee is best uh, two to 14 days after it's been roasted. They feel beyond that, it, it starts to become stale. As Tomato Coffee, they're incredibly concerned and transparent about when your coffee is roasted. That's why they always put the roast date right on the bag. Once they receive your order, they roast your coffee beans and ship them to you within 48 hours. Lastly, they believe in, in respecting the integrity of the coffee bean and make a conscious effort to never serve customers pre-ground coffee and only offer whole bean coffee. Coffee has to be unique and high quality from bean to cup. You can learn more about Samato Coffee on their website, samatocoffee.com. That's spelled S-U-M-A-T-O. C-O-F-F-E-E.com. And for our Pulling Back the Curtain podcast listeners, there's a special discount code that you guys can use that'll give you 20% off discount on your entire order. And you can use that unlimited number of times. Also, this uh, discount code will allow you guys a one-time 20% discount when you subscribe to their coffee delivery program. 
So that promo code is Ballers Coffee. So feel free to check out Samato Coffee, our podcast sponsor. And fellas, let's kick off the show. So our episode here, man, we, we, we're going to pull back the curtain on the, the best bad movies in our lifetime. Number five, man, who wants to kick it off? I'll start it up. I got one for you guys. Uh, the Toxic Crusader. Damn. That movie came out in 1984. You know, probably showing my age right now. I was a small <laughs> kid when it came out. I remember uh, John Ritter from uh, Three's Company. Three's, yeah. Yeah, it was directing yep. the movie. And, you know, I was watching some bad TV one night, and I remember it came on USA. <laughs> so, I mean, Toxic Crusader was like a cult classic. It was first shown in Greenwich Village in, uh, like, late 1985. And uh, a lot of people went out there, saw a lot of teenagers in that time period, went to go see it in the Greenwich Village. And it was, uh, you know, as regards to a cult classic, it was so bad that it was good. It's about, a, it's about a kid that basically, you know, was getting bullied in high school, gets toxic waste spilled on him. He becomes like this disfigured superhero, you know, really ugly thing. He got one eye that's pretty much uh, the top of his head. The other one's like in the, the right place on his face. And he starts fighting people. And there's a lot of other uh, movies that pretty much, you know, kind of come from that Toxic Crusader universe. I mean, Tromaville or Trom Entertainment is the company that created the movie. The town they lived in is called Tromaville. The high school is called Troma, Troma High, <laughs> Troma High School. I mean, it was, a, it was a funny, bad movie. I mean, I remember watching it. I remember watching the bad special effects. I remember watching him uh, turn into the big mutant superhero. Uh, I remember the kids' TV show. I used to watch that. I remember my little brother getting the toys. When, when, uh, when we were in grammar school, the toys were terrible. I mean, they, the toys stank because I think they were made in China and they're really cheap. <laughs> so, I mean, Times Crusader is probably like the, the worst, one of the worst movies I've ever seen, but I enjoy watching it. I don't know why, but I will sit there and watch it when it comes on TV. <laughs> what uh what was one of the things about it that made it most memorable for you i think it's the bad acting you know like when you're watching bad acting in the 80s you know like you're watching bad monster movies and something's about to happen <laughs> and they kind of do like that bad music i mean you listen to it and you're just like oh my god i know something bad's about to happen then it happens but it's supposed to be scary but it looks so ridiculous that you know you fall out like when he got the toxic waste belt on him it was so ridiculous how like his jeans tore up his shirt got real small. Then he got muscles that were, you know, big green muscles. His hair fell off. I mean, it was bad special effects at, you know, at his worst. But, you know, it's a, it's a movie that's so bad, you got to watch it one time. But, you know, one of the things about that movie, and it's, it's probably uh, the epitome of what, what this whole uh, Good Bad Movies is about, is the budget on that movie was so low. <laughs> oh, yeah, about 20 grand for that movie. I yep. mean, and, you know, they basically shot that movie with an old beta, you know, old beta recorder in a parking lot somewhere. And they used a, they used a local high school. And then they also had two more, they had two more, um, two more um, different versions of that movie that came out. They had part two and part three, the, the sequels to that movie. And those are worse than the first one. I mean, part two, I saw part two years later, and I just said, what the hell is this? I mean, part one is the only one you can watch, and then you can probably tolerate it at this point. That's pretty funny. What you have, Drew? Now, my my number five, y'all might be a little, a little surprised, but it's... Probably, uh, probably, probably not. <laughs> it's Hercules, oh, uh, 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 The Rock's version, Dwayne Johnson's version. Okay. 
now, okay, so it's, it was budget over 100, 100 million, is way, you know, more than, than tax advantage, but budget 100 million, but it grossed over 244, and it made, it, it, it made some profit. It came out in July 2014, starting, of course, The Rock, or Dwayne Johnson, I don't know what go by now, but, you know, Hercules played by, by uh, Dwayne Johnson's leader of a band of mercenaries. They have missions they must, they must uh, pass before they can get, grant their freedom. And they have one more job to do. Hercules ended up doing it, killing a lot of people uh, and winning freedom at the end. I hope I didn't spoil the, 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 the ending for anybody who didn't see it. Now, the only problem, I, it was a good movie. The only problem I had with this movie is it wasn't dark for me. I, when I look, when I'm thinking about Hercules and Greek mythology and Zeus and all that stuff, I need this to be, I need this to be 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 dark. I need it to be dark, mean, gritty, and stuff like that. It was just, it was too kiddish for me. That's that's pretty the the biggest reason I had a, had a problem. It was a good movie, but it was bad because it was it was it was it was light. That's all. My favorite character in it, of course, was was Hercules. Was was uh, Dwayne Johnson character. Because he was able, it didn't, in, in the movie, it didn't come out, he was the son, son of Zeus, or he had these powers and this and that. It was almost like it was stories, you know, it showed some displays of uh, him having uh, super, uh, super, um, super strength and stuff. And, you know, it was, it was cool. It was cool in that way, you know. So, so that was my number five. Okay. I get you. Mine is a. Uh, I went a little different direction. Uh, mine was a uh, Save the Last Dance. Number Damn. five. The yes. dancing movie. Yeah, man. So this one was uh It took place in in Chicago, and one of the things that I'm gonna get into just about the movie in itself is the fact that it was so unrealistic in the way that they portrayed the areas and you know kind of talked about the way Chicago inner city worked but we could get into that in a second but my favorite character on on this movie was uh, Julia Stiles she played a character Sarah so the, the, the premise was Sarah was uh, she was a, a ballet dancer and her mother basically got killed on her way to basically watch her Juilliard audition uh, and she lost her love of dance and Basically, this movie did a long, drawn-out way of basically showing this girl's path to her suburban life of living with her mother to then transition it to living with her deadbeat father who lived in the inner city. Then she had to go to an inner city school, and then that's how she became, you know, I guess friendly with, you know, black kids. She learned, like, a love of hip-hop, and then from there she regained her love of basically dance, and then she ended up getting... uh the Juilliard uh, scholarship all over again. But in a, in a nutshell, her character was kind of cool to me and Julia Childs, Julia Stiles is a, is a great actress. I just thought that this movie in a nutshell, just uh, it could have been way better than what it was. I mean, the movie had a great soundtrack. Uh, the, dance the dance moves and dance sequences were really cool. They had that steps uh, dance club that the kids was going to and Shit, when I watched that movie, I was like, man, I wish I could have kicked it in steps. But I just feel like they just, they missed the mark in a lot of uh, ways with the movie. Too many subplots, and they had those uh, cliche characters. So Chanel, the, the the pregnant sister that had the kid in high school, I mean, 
how many times are we going to see that character in a movie? And then uh, Malachi's character, uh, played by your boy Fredro Starr. You know, you always got to have the, mm-hmm. the the ghetto friend and the, 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 the roughneck friend. I mean, come <laughs> on, man. Like, they, they could have left those type of roles out. But, uh, yeah, that was my uh, that was my number five. And the, the reason why I, I liked the movie, actually, was just because Julia Stiles and that uh, Sean Patrick Thomas, I thought their performances were pretty good. And like I said, the soundtrack was really good. And uh, they also, too, made some really strong points in that movie about society and also interracial data. So, I don't know. That was my number five. Mm-hmm. You sure, that, you sure that's, that was a good choice? You sure that's why you like the movie? He <laughs> wanted some styles. <laughs> I mean, hey, Sarah was a fighter. Now you saw she got a, she got to a fight with old girl at school. I was like, all right, Sarah. Sure. But is that a movie? Hey, was it watch with no sound? No, you you no, you got to have the sound because that soundtrack made that movie what it was, man. Man, that was a goal. Hey, wasn't no K watching that movie? Yeah, she plays Chanel, the one yeah. that had the, the baby. Oh, yeah. Carrie. She was crying in that movie, just like she cries <laughs> on that show. I don't know why she always got tears in her eyes. I'm like, come on, Carrie, stop it. That's that real pain we don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure, man. What, what you guys got for number four? My, my number four, this is, this is a movie that uh, first time I watched this movie, I think uh, I might have been like five or six years old. And I was supposed to be watching Cinemax late at night. And I turned this movie on and I got scared. And I was too scared to get up and move because it was so bizarre and so crazy. Uh, my number four is the Evil Dead. And <laughs> if you don't know what that is, Evil Dead is about a bunch of teenagers go to a cabin to spend a weekend and end up reading this comic book that's possessed by uh, evil. So the comic book pretty much, uh, what it does, it, it reawakens the dead and brings them back to life. So the main character in uh, The Evil Dead, is, his name is Ash Williams. So Ash Williams is played by Bruce Campbell. And, and you know, a lot of people might remember that Bruce Campbell now from Stars, the Stars series, Ash vs. Evil Dead. So, you know, Ash pretty much, you know, they read the comic book, they bring back the dead, uh, very bad acting pretty much at this point. Three, I'm reminded by the $350,000 budget at the time. It was filmed in 1981. And he pretty much has these moments where he's fighting like these relics or these dead, you know, these, these dead inhabitants. So one of the scenes in that movie that really stuck out to me is the fact he had to cut his hand off mm-hmm. because his hand became evil and his hand was beating him up and everything like that. So he cuts his hand off, he ends up replacing it with a chainsaw. <laughs> so he has a chainsaw for a hand. You know, his, you know, his girlfriend's kidnapped. His brother's evil. Uh, his brother's been possessed pretty much by the dead. So what happens in the evil dead is that people get possessed by dead spirits. Uh, you know, it's like it's like it's like if you ever seen Beetlejuice before. It's like taking the Beetlejuice characters and uh, actors pretty much, and putting them in this really bad comic book adaptation of a movie. I mean, I, I mean, the Evil Dead pretty much. I mean, it, it basically gets resolved by you know the Lee Campbell, the character Ash Williams. He ends up, uh, you know, killing all the dead, you know, uh, destroying the comic book to close the portal to hell. Uh, I mean, gr- very bad special effects, really bloody, scary for a five or six-year-old. Now I find it funny. Uh, they grossed about $2.7 million, you know, during that time at the box office, which is today's money is about $29 million. Uh, they spun off of Evil Dead 2. They did a movie called Army of Darkness, which a lot of mm-hmm. people are probably familiar with. They had the TV shows, you know, Ash vs. Evil Dead. You had like about 
eight bad video games out there, which I never bought. <laughs> but, but I mean, the, the Evil Dead was probably one of the, the most bizarre horror movies that I ever seen. I mean, it, it was it was just strange, but it was so bad that you know, it's once again it's one of those movies you watch because you just you know you start watching something really bad, you can't turn the TV. That's what that's what Evil Dead was like. I I, I know I was supposed to be watching it at five or six years old, but I had to say I, it, I was scared the next two nights. You know, I ended up basically watching my hand in the, in the, the, the next two nights <laughs> to make sure my hand didn't turn evil and attack me or something like that because, you know, I was worried that, you know, I was going to get possessed by Evil Dead. So, you know, it was just a, it was a walk down memory lane. It's a, it's a movie that every time I see it, I laugh about today. And, you know, I wish everybody would take a look at it just, just so you can see how bizarre it is, just to understand how far we come in the horror universe. But you know what? It's funny, right? Because I remember watching that movie too when I was little and being scared as fuck, right? And mm-hmm. You know, that movie and Halloween, I mean, those movies, you know, were ahead of their time as far as, you know, actually being scary because these movies now, they have these huge budgets, but yeah, that stuff, just it doesn't do anything for me. So it's just crazy how, like you said, with the low budget, how while the movie probably wasn't like critically acclaimed, the movie was pretty, it was decent though, you know? Right. <laughs> it was decent. I mean, you know, you had Ash always trying to get, you know, trying to get some butt for somebody. And he tried to do this. I mean, the fact that, I mean, he was willing to have sex with a possessed girl just to have sex with her. That had me cracking up. So, I mean, it's a, it, you know, it's a, it's a cult classic, in the, in, you know, not in a good way. <laughs> but people enjoy it. Man, that's what's up, man. All right. My number four. You guys might be surprised again. It's Expendables 2. Two, huh? Okay. Yeah. Not oh, one, God. not one, and not three. Expendables oh, two. God. Now I, I was digging one and three. Number two, I had a problem with. I tell you why. It was released in August of 2012. Of course, another budget of 100 million, gross 315, so they made some profit. Another mercenary group, known as Expendables, uh, they, they uh, undertake a seemingly simple mission which evolved into a quest for revenge against a rival mercenary uh, played by Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, I love some Van Damme. Who murdered one of their own and threatened the world with a daily, daily weapon. Okay, we got that plot. We've seen that plot, I don't know how many times. But the problem I had with it, the acting, of, 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 I mean, people, let's get, let, let, let's get something straight. Expendables 2, Expendables and stuff like that, you're just there just to watch people get killed blow stuff up shooting and stuff like knives fighting stuff like that that's it you know plot you really don't even you know you're not going to win a a golden glove or whatever the case may be uh with this with these type of movies the bad thing the bad thing i didn't like the the one of the things i didn't like about the movie was was the ending the ending was it was too quick and it should have been better the fight scene should have been better at the end that's why i had a, a big problem with this with this movie I'm a man about, I love blood and guts and stuff like that. I don't need a lot of dialogue, you know. But the ending, the ending could have been a hell of a lot better. And that's it. I mean, my favorite character, of course, is, uh, um, not of course, but my favorite character in out the whole movie was Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris had a little cameo in there. He was Lone Wolf. He come in, shoot and kill a lot of people, and he, and he bounce out by himself. Man, he was the smoothest cat on there. And that's why, you know, that's why he's my favorite character in the movie. I'll say, Jules, that to me, that, that second one was just fucking awful, bro. <laughs> yeah. I, 
I, I say if any any of our listeners, if you've recently had a lobotomy, uh, I would say watch that movie. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree with you. That that second one, I don't know what the hell that was about. I mean, the, the cover to the the cover to the uh, you know to the Blu-ray the Blu-ray box was it pretty much tells you but you're in for something that's just mind blowing bad at this point. <laughs> I mean, you know, you talking about you know bad muscles. You talk old muscles. You know, Sylvester mm-hmm. Stallone looked 95 in the movie. I mean, mm-hmm. and then the fact that he had to muster up the strength just to get his lines done. I mean, he sounded terrible in that movie. I mean, you know, I, I, was, I kept hearing Rocky, you know, I kept hearing, I kept hearing the Rocky character every time he, he says something on the screen, trying to sound cool and everything. I mean, Expendables is, uh, the first one was great. The first one was great because it sounds good. It moves really well. But that second one, man, that's trash. Yeah. You know? The second one was rough. Yeah. The second one was rough. Like I said, I like the, 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 I just love the shooting people getting killed and then hand to hand combat. Other than that, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was rough. It was rough. <laughs> it's on clearance right now for $199 at Best Buy. That's how bad it is. I'm, I'm going to wait till it gets a little cheaper, though. Oh, yeah, like free. Hey, Stallone, you're still my man. You still my man, Stallone. It's hey, just, hey, hey <laughs> s- s- stick to the Rocky movies, man. No, no, don't do that either. <laughs> you know he's, you know he's recording one right now, but filming one right now. Oh man, give Michael B. Jordan advice. Stop it. So <laughs> your pops, man, he died because he didn't listen to me. I'm like, oh god, stop it, Rocky. Stop it. I mean, it's. I mean, hey, your, your boy Adonis became the champ. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting put in the hospital the first time. Oh man, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Man, he took a beating. Oh man, he got beat like he stole something, man. That was terrible. You know, you get beat like that, man. Ain't much. That's funny. Well, man, my uh, my number four spot is uh, is is I'm about it. Damn. Yeah, uh, I went back with that one. Ooh, you went there. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. I did. That that movie to me, man, like it just reminds me of just when we were coming up and probably like the last two times that I uh, watched the movie on uh, VHS. Um, and for any of our listeners, if you're just curious about about it, don't watch it on DV- DVD because the DVD quality of this movie is even worse than probably the movie itself. The, the VHS was cool because at the end of the movie, they had like some No Limit music videos at the end, which was really cool. Uh, but I'm about it was it was mine and my my favorite character was uh, Perry who was played by of course Master P. Uh, the movie basically was based loosely on his life as a drug dealer in New Orleans, you know while he was dealing with like rivals, dirty cops, and you know some of his shady friends. Uh, one of the, the scenes in this movie that, that still to this day makes me laugh and cringe all at the same time is, and you guys probably remember this. Remember the uh, the drug deal that he had with the Colombians and he how he copied that off of Scarface. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, he 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 was reaching on that one. You could tell that he was watching Scarface in his movie trailer. You know, while he's, he's getting ready to do the production. So let's do that Scarface scene. Nobody had noticed it. Yeah. <laughs> it was really, it was really bad. I, the one thing I say too is, uh, the movie in a lot of parts was entertaining, but in today's uh world, it would be very unwatchable. Uh, <laughs> just to be honest with you. Uh, the quality of the movie on the DVD, like I mentioned, was bad, and the sound is really bad too on the DVD. Uh, the movie is full of 
of uh, very bad acting. I mean, as you guys can imagine, I mean, you have uh, you have a lot of rappers that are in the movie. So it was uh, Silk the Shocker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You had C Murder. You had Mac Ten, BX, Mr. Servon. I mean, you, the whole damn the whole damn No Limit camp was in this movie. Um, the one thing though that I did like and respect though about the movie is it really it's uh it started that whole genre of uh straight from video to film movies and so master p uh he probably did this by accident but he's kind of stumbled upon genius and, and this showed a little bit of his entrepreneurial uh mindset because while this movie was very low budget he made a lot of money off of it and then it spiraled into him doing other movies of his time and then other people started to copy off of his style of doing these movies so, I mean, the film was okay. very gritty and the soundtrack, a lot of people may not realize, but it was really successful in the charts and it was actually No Limits number one album. So I don't know if you guys remember that or not. Man, I remember. A- oh, I'm sorry. I remember. I mean, you know, I mean, the Body Body videos, man, that spun out of that, then you had, you had, uh, excuse me, you had Swamp Nigga, you had, uh, you had the, uh, the True album came out of that. I mean, yep. it was probably, it was probably their best, uh, it's probably their best uh, album out there, man. I mean, and that cover is hilarious. It's so much. It's so much wrong on that cover. You got drug. You got drug money on the cover. Yep. You got Master P looking like he a genius on the cover. <laughs> you got C Murder before prison on the cover. I mean, it's a lot going on. Mia X is in that movie. Yeah. Um, I remember Silk the Shocker trying to sell. Oh man, Silk the Shocker selling this lesson. This lesson on that movie. You just ever like, heard of the way? Just he, like how you rapped. Yeah, he rapped, you know, he rapped the way he sounded, had me cracking up, man. And I'm like, what the hell is this dude saying? This, he, you know, he's like Black Yoda. When he come on the microphone, you'd be like, he'd be like, the force it is, is very strong, strong it is. I'm like, that's how I see murder. Damn. I mean, that's how Silk sounds pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it, it was wild, man. I mean, I remember watching that on VHS. I snuck and watched that. I remember, I remember that was one of those movies where, you know, I think we were, I think, you know, it's around, was that 97 when it came out? Yeah, 97. And I mean, it, you know, that was like right before the college era for us at that point. And I remember getting that movie on VHS. I think I copied it from somebody. That's how old we are right now. <laughs> I remember watching it. And you write about those videos that showed up at the end of the, uh, the movie. I'm like, what is this? I'm like, oh, <laughs> Ice Cream Man blasting yep. the background. That was the worst video ever made in hip hop history. <laughs> Before I got what you need, I'm like, come on, man. P, I mean, every time, every every time I hear Ice Cream Truck, I think about that song. Now he scarred me for life with that song. <laughs> you know, I ain't never, I ain't never watched it from beginning to end. About it, about it. You about it? Yeah. No, man. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you a link, bro, because they they got it on YouTube. What's up? <laughs> yep, you have to check that out. You gotta check out that acting. It's A plus. Man, and I don't but, know if, I, and I ain't gonna lie, I don't know if I am gonna watch it. <laughs> well, I don't know if you over here watching uh, Incredibles too, nigga. You, you can definitely watch that. Yeah, you watch that. They get an Oscar. <laughs> he said they get an Oscar. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh man. Oh man, they get an Oscar for you right there, man. Because and, believe- t- and also too, uh, they later released the "I Got the Hookup." Did you see that one, Jules? Oh, God. right. I got the hookup. Right. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't <laughs> watched that either. <laughs> you ain't missing nothing. No, you didn't miss anything on that one. I got the hookup, man. Oh my god, you reaching deep for that one? Yeah, I went in that bag with that. <laughs> oh, man, that's some stuff nobody talk about every day because it was so bad we forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That's funny. Oh man, I don't even know what to say, man. You, man, you gave me a, you gave me a chill. It's so bad. <laughs> hey, that's why we doing this, right? <laughs> oh god, that's that embarrassing TV. That's them, that's a, that's those embarrassing movies you want to tell nobody you watch. <laughs> yeah, not only did I admit, I admit I watched that thing on VHS too. Oh god, did you, you fit the tracking on it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Let that lag come across. <laughs> man, Damn. that was crazy. Oh, it, it was all it was damn near black and white too. Oh yeah, the early part, man, it was yep. so funny. They, they get they get the backstory to the to, to Perry. I'm like, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. What you guys got for number three? Uh, man, I, I went in my bag for this one, man. I know you guys remember this movie. Don't be a menace. The South Central right? Drinking your juice in the hood. Oh damn! Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Oh my God, man! Nice. What do, what do I start with that, man? I mean, you think about <laughs> you had like about ninety characters that we all know today and appreciate in some form in that movie. There was so many that, that movie got so many alumni. You know, yeah, the Wayans family in there. You had Ken Ivory, you know, you, Ken Ivory Wayans directed it. You had mm -hmm. um, you had Lamar Tate, who was uh, Lorenz Tate's brother. You had Helen Martin from Two Two Seven in that movie. She mm -hmm. was hilarious. You had uh, Bernie Mac was in the movie. You know, <laughs> he played the officer role that had me cracking up. Omar Epps is in the movie. He did he, he did like a, a recast of uh, Higher Learning pretty much in the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, we had Antonio Fargus, man, from all the, all the Black Exploitation movies from the 70s. He was old school, and he was hilarious, man. I would say that movie, uh, Don't Be a Menace, man, Rodriguez, uh, Rodriguez, Juice, man, it's, 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 a, it's a movie from my childhood. You know, it's so funny. It's not, you know, it's so funny. It's so bad that it's funny. I mean, I remember, like, my favorite scene from that movie is when, it's, 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 it's pretty much just when, when Lope Dog met that chick, and, you know, he had the mail truck. They were making fun of poetic justice. And, mm -hmm. you know, they get ready to have sex in the mail truck, and she got on top of him, and she turned into the devil pretty much. <laughs> and she and she ended up mm -hmm. screwing him instead of him screwing her. <laughs> he started screaming and she tore up his clothes. <laughs> he tried to crawl out the ma the mail van. She pulled him back in. And I think every man in his lifetime has met some woman like that that scared the hell out of him. I mean, little dog was getting destroyed, man. That part was hilarious. Mother favorite part of that movie. I laughed so hard about his crazy legs. You remember that part? He had that dream about being a dancer. <laughs> 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 he dreamed about being a dancer. <laughs> Was dressed like Hammer. They had those little midget legs. Like, right, right, right. <laughs> those little midget legs moving, basically. I know it's wrong. I'm, so, I'm sorry, people, but the fact that they hung this guy with strings and they moved his legs and he had the hammer moving and he smiled. He's like, yeah, I want to show that scene. And, like, and they showed him dancing or whatever. It was so wrong. That's, that scene was hilarious. My third favorite scene is probably when, uh, when Lamar Tate and, uh, you know, when Sean Wayne's reading his daddy a, a story and he was jacking off. Yeah. <laughs> How's, how are you bigger than your father? Now how you, how are you pretty much, you know, reading him a bedtime story and he, he's up there jagging off? That had me cracking up, man. I mean, that movie, that movie just bad. It was so bad. But, you know, the Wayans family, man, they came out for that one. I mean, it was hilarious. Like, uh, I remember the, the other scene that I loved was Hel Helen Martin dressed up like dead presidents and put that uh, white paint on her face. Yep. <laughs> Well, <laughs> they were smoking the weed. Oh, had me cracking up, man. But, man, great movie, man. The funny thing about that movie is that they already spent $4 million to make it. They made $20 million a movie. So they, they five times that movie. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 
you know, the Wayans brothers, man, you know, Marlon, Sean, you know, Kenan, I mean, that movie spawned a lot of other bad movies that they made. I mean, the Wayans family might be the, might be the family of bad movies. Mm. You know, let's not talk about the unmentioned white chicks. You know? Oh, God. Oh, God. I mean, hey, but, you, you, what do you think about, the, you don't like them scary movies? Oh, I, you know what? I try to waste my <laughs> mind on those, man. Oh, the best, you know, not to go off the, off the pad, the best part of that scary movie is the cat fight. When the cat beat that guy up, oh, my God, man. He got, he got beat up by the cat, and the cat broke the bottom and stabbed him. I was like, what the mm-hmm. hell am I watching? <laughs> but, yeah, but, don't go for, but, yeah, go ahead. But don't forget now, uh, Drink, uh, Don't Be a Menace had messages in there. You know, try to put something on your mind now. Oh, they did. They did. Message. <laughs> Message. McKinnon showed up. Message. Yeah. <laughs> well, the one was the one was funny with uh with old boy Ashtray when he was uh doing that foreplay with old girl with the, the government cheese block. Mm-hmm. Oh man. <laughs> he couldn't melt it. <laughs> hey, he over there sucking them toes. He was taking jam and stuff off them toes. Ugh. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, hey, don't back that. That was a good one, man. That, that oh, man. One. That, that movie, man, just, wow. It makes it, it really makes you think about how bad, you know, some of those movies were. And it, it was funny. No, oh, Loke Dog, he was hilarious. How about when they, he was said, do, do we have a problem? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had a problem. He had all those guns. Yeah, had damn bazooka and a missile or something in there. Mm-hmm. All, all in the mail truck. Oh, man. Don't 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 forget that don't forget that scene where the little boy base is riding the big wheel. <laughs> oh you yeah, do rags riding riding the thing, and you know she had so many kids that she forgot who they were. And you know that scene when the scene when Ashtray went over there, he's knocking kids out. He knocked out about ten kids. <laughs> Every yeah, he, time he, he went over there like Trey to start swinging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you look at Dush, you look at uh, the Sheiky and she get pregnant. She was pregnant every damn year, and for ten years he said that would have me cracking up. Uh, that was the, that's a good one. What, what you had, Joel? All right. So my number three. All right. I'm, I know you guys gonna remember. I know you guys remember this one. It's Critters. Oh, oh man. The yeah, ball. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> the little Sonic. The little uh, uh, Sonic Hedgehogs looking um thing. Oh God. Oh man. Will you dig that up, you? <laughs> so it came out in '86, April of '86. It budget was two million. It grows thirteen million. All right. They made some money. So. Plot of these things, these 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 balls, these <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog looking creatures came from out of spot out of space who eats people. You know they can they they can walk or they can spin in a little ball and run you over. And they also can shoot them needles out. I don't know if y'all remember. They can shoot them needles out at you. Oh, I remember spikes. The little spikes. <laughs> <you know? laughs> you say you remember. You don't want to remember, but <laughs> the um. So okay. In order to kill these things, you had some body hunters that came from out of space. Ugh, and uh, and and the girl name was Lee. It was a dude. They were shapeshifters. Um, matter of fact, Ugh was my favorite character because he was can he was he was rolling with Lee. Lee ain't bad now, and she you know a blonde you know a blonde lady, and um, carrying this big ass gun, and was killing these things, which was you know at the time as a kid, man that that was dope. <laughs> You know, say nothing much. Nothing much about the uh, about the movie. Acting was terrible and stuff like that. But you know, that was one of the things you got to be drunk or high or something to watch. But I mean, hey, hey, you know, at the time, at the time, I thought it was, I thought it was neat, but it was a bad movie. 
<laughs> it was the, you know the funny part. The funny part with the movie when when they all get together, little critters, they get together and they roll in this big ball and they run you over. And the next thing, you're a skeleton. I thought that was dope, man. Uh, I'll just say this, man. That movie was a ripoff of Gremlins. Now, what I read, Prez, that they wrote their movie out before Gremlins. Oh, they did? Yeah. So Gremlins ripped it off from them, is what you're saying. But they wrote it, but they but Gremlins came out. But so so Gremlins did come out first, but they just they they wrote the movie out before Gremlins. But you oh, know. Okay. But I like Gremlins better than Critters though, anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now the second Gremlins, I you know, I, yeah. Nah, they could have kept that one. They could have kept that one. But yeah. Yeah, so that 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 was that's my number three. Okay. My number three is uh is Con Air. <laughs> oh, that's nice. I like Con Air. No, Nick Cage. Yes, sir. <laughs> Nick Cameron Cage was all, he was all he was Why all you gotta go stuff? there, man. Why you gotta go there? That's the best that's the best movie cover ever that, that didn't do anything. Dude, right? <laughs> Dude, so my, my so my favorite character on there was uh Cameron Poe, uh starring our boy uh, Nicholas Cage. Uh so Cameron Poe was a decorated US vet and uh what happened was he got locked up. He got into some bar fight, defended his uh, pregnant girlfriend, wife. I can't remember, but uh, he ended up killing a guy though in the bar fight. So he got locked up. And so the premise of the movie is the fact that he was, he recently got paroled and he was on a, a transport uh, plane uh, trying to head back home to his, his wife and now his daughter. And the train, the, the plane gets hijacked uh, by some of the other uh, criminals that were on the, uh, that were on the plane. And so this movie, I mean, just be honest, man, it had a decent cast. It was a lot of action to it, a lot of uh, funny one-line scenes, but the movie just was a, about a whole lot of nothing if you think about it. Uh, it, it had good funny one-liners. The the guy, uh, Cyrus the Virus, I, I love the scene with him when he had the gun to the bunny's head and he was <laughs> said, if you make another move, the bunny gets it. Like, shit like that, they were like, this cracked me up. It was no funny scenes like that. Uh, seeing Bubba from uh, Bubba Gump in there, he had he was diabetic and he was all sweaty and and you know he was going through like a diet a diabetic like right. yeah situation. Mm -hmm. He needed his medicine and seeing how Nick Cage was like the guy behind the scenes that was acting like he was like cool with Cyrus and and with the plan to take over the plane, but at the same time he was on the side of the the marshals. So. That movie to me was so bad that it actually was uh it was actually pretty decent. Uh I wish they would have spent more money on like actually uh developing the uh, the plot and the characters in this movie and not so much on the special effects because if you guys remember the special effects in this movie were it was just kind of over the top. Uh I think that was the thing that kind of held that movie back. Um the thing that actually made it kind of good though to me too is the fact that uh the first half of the movie was actually decent. It was just the second half that just had all that nonstop uh, action. Mm. You know what I mean? And then so uh, it, has, it has some fluff to it. Yeah, a lot of fluff to it. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. But I say uh, the part of the movie that was kind of cool was when uh, when Nicolas Cage, you know, when he when he saw his daughter at the end and when he gave her that stuffed animal because that stuffed animal went through a lot of shit if you think about it over the course of that. Movie. <laughs> That stuff I'm almost lost his life, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, hey, Nicholas Cage got a little jack for that movie. You said what? He got a little jack for that movie. Oh yeah, he hooked him up, man. Yeah. Hey, yeah, like you said, he 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 hit the gym. 
He had the long ass hair mm-hmm. going. Well, he, he just came off going in sixty seconds. That was going. That was like going in sixty seconds, Bidey. That's what that was. You know, he was trying to impress. Uh, uh, what's that chick, Angelina Jolie? So that he had he had a different body because he just came off uh, Gone in 60 Seconds and he went into Con Air. And I think Con Air did Nicolas Cage in a little bit because he had he did Ghost Rider after that, and that was terrible. I mean, he just oh, made one bad movie after another bad movie. Oh, God. But, yeah, the, the last thing about uh, Con Air was uh, a lot of people don't realize that Dave Chappelle was at Con Air. He, I remember uh, that. I remember yeah, that. He, played, he played one of the criminals, and they said that he freestyled his entire role. They gave him a script, and he just threw it to the side and just did his own thing, which is awesome. I, that's obviously how Dave Chappelle rolls. But, yeah, Conair, that's mm. my number three. Oh, man, that's a good choice, man. Appreciate, Appreciate that, Jules. Appreciate that. So, I, so I, uh, I did better than number four, right? Oh, you did a whole lot better. <laughs> 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 All right, Toxic Crusaders or whatever the hell. Okay. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my, my number two right now. I think I got a feeling you gonna know this movie. You might know this one. Uh, Penitentiary Three. Oh yeah. Came oh. out in 1987. Too, too sweet. Too sweet. Too sweet. Yeah, hey, man, that's Isaac. a good one, man. Oh man, I remember, remember Leon Isaac. You know, well, too sweet went to jail for murder uh, allegedly. Mm-hmm. And he had to go through. He had to go through the prison uh, fight system at that point. You know, because you know, once he got there, everybody figured out that you know, too sweet was a fighter. So everybody's trying to kill him. I remember like my favorite part of that movie is when he took on Thud, man, the dwarf. The midget. Mm. Oh my God, man. It's a, that movie scared me of all midgets when I was a little kid. Because I thought that <laughs> midgets could fly. I thought they uh I thought they had superhuman powers. I thought they could flip off of, uh walls. I've never ever seen a fight scene like that where I've never seen a midget take a guy to task like that, beat the hell out of him. Um you know, I mean, you know, it was uh it was an interesting movie. I mean, I know it's <laughs> It's very insensitive considering where we're at in the world today, you know, in that regard. But I would say, like, it was pretty, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty interesting. I mean, I remember, um, yeah, Hugo the Hawk in that movie. Hugo the Hawk was pretty cool. That's the that was the boss fight that movie. I mean, that movie played out like a bad video game from the '80s. I mean, the fights were hilarious. You had the prison warden, pretty much like Mass Hedrome. He came from, uh, he he's a he's the guy he played Luke Spencer on uh, on, on on General Hospital. Don't ask me why I know that. But anyway, so uh, so so Anthony Geary is in that movie. Anthony Geary was hilarious. You know, to see him play a villain, you know, play somebody besides Luke Spencer at this point. Uh, I really enjoyed the movie. You know, I think that Too Sweet, you know, showed off his uh, really bad acting skills. The fights were just terrible, but it was so bad that you just got to watch it. I mean, there's nothing like a bad prison movie. <laughs> and Penitentiary Three is pretty much that. I mean, the movie only grossed $1.3 million. That's it. You know, it had a, it had a terrible soundtrack. It had a soundtrack. It sounded like uh, Running Scared. I don't know if you guys ever saw that movie. So you take the soundtrack from Running Scared with Gregory Hines, and you put, oh, this, in the, yeah. you put, yeah, you put this in the penitentiary scene. I mean, um, I got to say, like, you know, the, the fight with Hugo the Hawk was awesome. Uh, it was just, man, you know, like you like, 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 uh, like Jules, you're a big Van Damme fan. I mean, Too Sweet to me was like, he's before Carl Weathers. He's before, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he, he's before like a lot of those other, uh, you know, iconic uh, fighters that we had, like in cinema. I mean, he was hilarious. But yeah, I, I just, I just think Too Sweet should have, should have had a, had another movie just to follow this one up, or maybe like, uh, 
Reboot Penitentiary 3 today, and let's put Michael B. Jordan's too sweet. That'd be hilarious today. Oh, man. That's what... <laughs> hey, I dig it, man. Yeah, that would know. be actually kind of cool. Yeah, uh, right? One thing I was going to say, too, Novak, regarding the too, too sweet, it's messed up how he got thrown back into jail, right? Because they drugged him, and then he, like, he killed somebody in that fight. That was bogus, man. I know. They, they kept him in there anyway. I mean, it's like... Yeah, he just couldn't get. He just couldn't stay out. Pretty much. I mean, uh, I mean, Anthony Geary's character, man, was hilarious. Pretty much. I mean, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, it's, it's, it's a great bad movie. I mean, I saw it on, I saw it the other night again, and it, you know, before we did this uh, podcast, and I, you know, I, I had the same nightmare years ago about the, the small guy, you know, in that movie <laughs> attacking me in the middle of the night with a dog collar on. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that that was such a random character, man. She yeah, was, but where did he come from? How did he go to jail? What what was his crime? <laughs> he said, "What is his crime?" <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you know, too sweet and too sweet and little man, they end up being being cool. Yeah, he ended up mentoring. He ended up becoming like his ninja. <laughs> he ended up becoming like his ninja ninja. <laughs> he was master splinter. Yeah, he's master splinter, man. You know, let me tell you how to kill him. Oh, Hit him with a kidney. <laughs> Oh man, I gotta watch that one again. Man. You gotta watch, man. He flip off that wall. Ain't nothing like they play that bionic music when you flip off that wall. <laughs> oh man, oh, I like man. that one. That was a good one. That was a good yeah. one. You know, you can't watch it today with wrong people. Don't watch that. You know, be careful the audience you show that movie in today. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna watch. It. I'm gonna watch it by myself then because man. Oh man. It's a different story we got going on now. Late at night, three o'clock in the morning, you might find it. Yeah. <laughs> it comes on late at night. <laughs> okay. All right. So my number two is Star Wars. Star Wars seven, eight, and nine. All three <laughs> of them. Oh, All wow. three of them. Now, if you're a Star Wars fan out there, and I know there are many, here's the thing. I like the movies, so don't hate me too bad. I like them. I enjoy them. The problem is, they went away from six, four, five, and six. That's what it, we was. We was kids watching Star Wars. Prayers, no back. We was kids watching Star Wars. We loved it. Luke I, fighting I, Vader I, I and actually, stuff. I actually never seen a Star Wars movie. The hell? What? Never. Wow. That's scary. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, snap. Okay. Uh, let me see. How can I address this without without giving away the. You go go for it because I'm not gonna price. <laughs> okay, all right. So okay, let, let's say seven eight nine came out in De- in all December's. So they loved the month of December, December uh, two thousand fifteen, December two thousand seventeen, and December uh, uh, two thousand nineteen. The budget for all three of those was eight hundred um eight hundred eight hundred million. Now it grows four point four billion. So they made some. They made a lot of money. You know, got a lot of lot of uh, Star Wars fans out there. I'm I'm one of them, but it's just seven, eight, nine. See, the the way is the sequel trilogy is the third is the third trilogy of the the main Star Wars franchise. You know, created by George Lucas, my man. He should have stayed in it. But the trilogy follows a 19 year old orphan named Ray, and the resistance with the resistance. Okay, the the uh, the first order of the Empire rolls back up again. I don't know how without when it when it got destroyed with, with Luke Skywalker and the rest of them, but it came back up and so it was like they started all over again. But with you have a female Jedi who who's an orphan who don't know who she is, 
learning the ways of the Jedi, but at the end, she's a Papa team. So it was like, mm, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I follow the storyline. I just didn't like it. It was a good movie. So don't hate pulling back the curtain podcast in, 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 in a whole. It's Jewel St. James that's saying this. <laughs> it's a cool movie, but uh, I just don't like the, how it went away from the original, from the original cast. You know, that's all. My, my favorite character was, uh, my favorite character was Chewbacca because he was around for the whole thing and kudos him for ne never dying. Man, that's it. That's all. That's all I have for. I'll say this. I actually, I, uh, remember we went to that, we all drove to that funeral in Terre Haute. You guys know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Didn't we go to some Star Wars movie or something? I might have fell asleep on it, but didn't we? Isn't that what we did afterwards? Yeah, we saw. Yeah, we saw Star Wars. Which one was that? I can't remember. It was that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you that that whole trip was bad. So yeah, I, I just don't remember that movie. I fell asleep. I think. Yeah, it, it got well. It, it it was probably one of the the prequels. Because this one came out in 15, the number seven came out in 2015. That was a while ago. So it got to be one of the prequels, one, two, or three. What year was that funeral? Oh, shit. Man, we, I forgot. You were like college age. Yeah. yeah it came, one of them came over in college. I can't think of it. Um, uh, it was bad because, you know, the problem is with Star Wars is that, you know, you're talking, you're talking about New Hope and the rest of those. Those are the good ones. The mm -hmm. stuff that came out later was like they were reaching for money, and then Disney got involved, and they Disney fight it. Star Wars took a dark path. I mean, I got the movies at home, and I have never watched them. You know, I have no desire to watch them. I mean, uh, it's just man. I mean, they missed the point. I mean, they made they made something cool very uncool. If you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah, see, I, uh, I I was hoping, I was hoping that uh, you you expand on. Luke and Leia and Hans and stuff, they pretty much got rid of them, which I had a problem with. Luke is the powerful Jedi out there, and you get, damn it, you get rid of Luke. That's my problem, man. They got rid of nice goddamn Force Ghost. Man, I just didn't like it, man. I, I ain't like it. I ain't, I ain't like the plot. I ain't like how they how they wrote these these three these last three. Hey, just don't just don't throw no bugs, man. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't on this one. <laughs> so you're crying on the inside right now. Yeah. <laughs> see, this, see, see, the mug I have now is the one you put in the freezer so it stay cold. So when you put your pop or whatever you want to drink, it, it'll, it'll freeze that that drink for you. You got Yeti over there. <laughs> <laughs> that name alone had me cracking up. I, you know, you're in the office sometimes. You're like, I got my Yeti with me. I'm like, yo, what? You mean that cup? <laughs> oh man. man. Have you seen the one that you can warm up with your phone? Yep. Oh, that's hilarious. No. Yeah. They got a, they got a cup Bluetooth. you can warm up? Yeah, you got a little pad with it, and you use the Bluetooth for your phone, and you tell it to heat up. Yep. Oh, it's pretty man. lame, but it's, you know, it's like, it's like about 60 bucks. It was 100 plus. I almost bought one. I, ch I changed my mind. Oh, you, why'd you change your mind for, Novak? Uh, man, you know, if I want, my, if I want some hot coffee, man, I'm going to make another <laughs> cup of coffee. <laughs> that's some lazy stuff, man. <laughs> oh, man. It's the world really? we live in today, boys. Where are we living today? My uh, my number two was uh, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Oh yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Thank you, thank you. Right, because that movie, man, fuck, bro. 
like I liked Hans, right? Like the, he was the dude, but the the character that kind of pissed me off was uh, what was the name? Sean, the one that was uh, in the U.S. and then he got kicked out of the U.S. and he had to go live with his dad over in Tokyo or some shit. Uh, his character was annoying to me. Uh, he couldn't fight. Every time he you know got involved with in a situation, he always messed shit up. And then Hans was trying to school the kid, like, hey man, and like you know, uh, he tried to introduce him to the, the street racing game. I think Bow Wow even tried to teach him how to drift. Because remember at first when he was over there, he tore up the car because he didn't know what the hell he was doing. Then his old man, I think, was uh one didn't want to get involved in that street life because that's the reason why he got put over uh over in Tokyo in the first place. So that movie though was mm-hmm. just it was just bad, man. It was real bad. The the thing that I did like about the movie though was uh Bow Wow, that truck that he had. He had a how what was like it was an incredible Hulk truck. I thought that, Hulk. that was yeah, dope. That thing was, that thing was awesome. Um and also too, the best scenes in that movie was the first race and then that Tokyo City chase. Oh, that was awesome. You know, with the you know with the girl with the really nice car with the anime car. With the anime car, yeah. Oh yep. the, I think I think going up the mountain was pretty cool. And they were drifting up the mountain. I mean, the worst scene is probably when he was learning how to drift. And he tore up. Uh, he tore up the car. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's what I was mentioning. Yep. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. terrible. But uh, also, I don't know if you guys peeped this in the movie. Which another part that I thought was kind of cool was uh, a, there was a cameo in the movie. The the Godfather of uh, drift racing was in the movie, and I thought that was kind of uh, that that thought that oh, was okay. And in the cars too. Like let's 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 not get it twisted. The cars in, in Tokyo Drift were fucking dope. Oh yeah. Yeah, they were dope. The only thing dope about that movie is the fact that I will say the 4K version of that movie is beautiful. It's a terrible movie, but it looks so good and it sounds good. They actually have Atmos tracks for that movie, which means that the sound is 3D. Like mm-hmm. you know, you know that opening scene when he first goes to the uh, the nightlife of Tokyo to see everybody yep. hanging out on the street. I would say that was probably the best part of that movie. He's out there looking around all the different girls and stuff, the different dudes. I mean, it's wild, man. You hear that? I mean, you hear that music blast in the background. You got Bow Wow trying to be cool and he not, and then he <laughs> finds out that he finds that Bow Wow ain't, ain't who he think he is. Then he meets the evil, the, the, the evil Japanese um, kid that doesn't like him. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the dude, that, that dude fucked him up. Oh, I know, I know the fact that he's looking at the girl, and yep. you know the, the way the girl looked at him, like you know she wanted him the first time she saw him. Yep. But she's tied up to Yakuza, and you know how that go. I mean, it, it was wild the fact you bring the you bring the Japanese mafia into the movie with car racing, and yeah. then you know you got a kid that can't that can't make his, uh, his uncle and his father proud. Oh, it, it's a that it was an okay movie. I mean, it, you know, bad, yeah. Looks good, yeah. Sounds good. I mean, I get, I get to that. That Japanese hip hop is, is, is pretty wild, man. You listening to it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was bad acting. Sean's accent and that thing was horrible. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, it's his accent. He, he have a country accent. I'm like, what are you yeah. doing, bro? <laughs> Y'all don't know what I go through. <laughs> I was like, what is this? I was like, I was like, what is this? How you gonna be? How you gonna be ghetto, fabulous, and country at the same time? <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, another thing I didn't, I didn't like is that none of the original cast uh, or the, the newer characters were even in it, right? And then obviously, oh. I was trash. That was uh, a spinoff. That yep. was a bad spinoff. Very bad. Vin Diesel did make a cameo at the end, so that was kind of cool. But that that was really about it, man. Oh, but he's so lame at the end of that movie. You want to race? <laughs> <laughs> I think the only the only pro, the only 
positive thing about that was when when Ben was at the end of you, like, all right, cool, it's gonna be another Fast Furious and, and Ben Diesel mm -hmm. back because you had two. Uh, after the first one, you, you, the second and the third one, he wasn't in, and you was like, damn, the first one was, was was good. It was like, man, what happened? But then you see Ben like, all right, we gonna do another one then, okay. Oh, he was tight in the first one, man. The first one, man, the, the card game in that first uh, Fast and Furious is insane. Dude, right? And American and, Muscle versus and, and New Stuff. Scenes, the race scenes were, like, dope. Mm -hmm. I mean, it made Paul Walker believable. That's how I get the, the first Fast and Furious. It made Paul Walker a star. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, rest in peace, Paul rest Walker. Rest in peace, Paul Walker. Terrible actor. Oh, my God, man. That's so funny. Man, so we, we at the number one spots now. Oh, I got something for y'all. Okay. Oh man, I'm about to, I'm reaching right way back, you know, and uh, on this one. My number one bad movie all the time. I need a drum roll for this one. Oh man, I got something for y'all. Hootie Tang. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, oh my God, that is so bad. I, I remember tap watching Yeah, Tap a child. <laughs> oh my god. Bammies. <laughs> Set a tie. Water top. <laughs> you know, but the movie's so bad, it's got its own language. You know, there's you know, there's a Pootie Tang dictionary out there with phrases that Pootie Tang would say. They they translate Pootie Tang. Get out of here. Yeah, because you know the word Pootie Tang came from black exploitations in the seven. That means pretty thing. But people couldn't say pretty thing, so it, was, it sounds like Pootie Tang. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Because my grandma, my grandma told me that she's like, it's just saying pretty thing. I'm like, what? Pootie Tang is not pretty thing. So I did some research on it. Yeah, it's pretty thing. You know, it's country, you know, it's like people saying soda crackers and everything else, basically. It's something that came out the South. And then you got, I remember one of the phrases, leave a tie. I mean, watch out and find. <laughs> you got, you got, uh, what's, you got, you got another one. Dirty D, your baddie, baddie, daddy. <laughs> he basically said that's a threat. So Pootie Tang had his own, like, dialect. Then he had that belt that, uh, you know, his dad, Chris Rock, gave him. Because Pootie had a bad life, you know, in, in terms of being a kid. You know, he had, like, his, uh, his mother died giving birth to him. His dad died about mm -hmm. to get mauled by a gorilla. I don't know if you remember that part. And they, this is in Gary, Indiana. He worked the steel mill. And they said this only happened, like, two or three times in life where a gorilla showed up at the steel mill and killed somebody. <laughs> so the dad got mauled by a gorilla at the steel mill in Gary, Indiana. And, you know, and I'm laughing my ass off because you ever been to Gary, Indiana. Ain't no gorillas in uh -huh. Gary, Indiana. And so that happened. And uh, I remember uh, he gave him a belt. So that belt, you know, as long as he was on the good side of the law, his belt had superpowers. So he could stop bullets with it. Like his dad told him, if you stay good, you can whoop anybody's ass with this belt. And that part had me cracking up because, you know, he grew up and he became Pootie Tang. You know, you know, and he basically was like this guy. He did commercials. He had that song with no words. Oh, my God. The song that he couldn't get the words out for, but everybody said it was hot. He <laughs> was the boo. He go in the booth and be like, da, da, da. everybody be like, oh my God, that's so hot, man. That's that new Pootie Tang. And then, you know, you had Bicky Shorty in there, one of the Sykes. Oh my mm -hmm. God, that was, that was probably mm -hmm. the worst sex scene ever in the movie. When when he got his powers back, you know, they stole his belt. Remember, you remember uh, Dirty D stole his belt? Dirty D, yep. <laughs> Dirty D, that's the dude from The Wire. Stole no, no, Dirty D and then the guy from The Wire. I can't think of his name right now. Oh, man, Dirty D stole his belt, whatever, basically. And uh, that movie is just hilarious. And then one of the sexes in him at the sex scenes, you get, you know, he didn't believe in himself no more because he didn't have his belt. And he got strong, he had to have sex with Biggie Shorty. 
was a who was a hooker in the movie? Oh my mm-hmm. god! So I would say I would say my favorite character in that movie probably is Pootie, no doubt. It's just the way he the way he used his own vocabulary, the way he sounded when he was uh, you know he's out there doing those uh, the stop the violence videos. Oh my god, that stomach that stuff hit my stomach hurt because you know it was so ignorant. The fact that you got a character that couldn't pronounce any words correctly, but it, you know everybody loved it. I mean, um, mm-hmm. I would say like uh, the other thing I said about that movie is the part when uh, Dirty D got went through the car wash. He washed him through the car wash. He's like a totally different person. When he came out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that scene had me cracking up. But uh, yeah, Pootie Tay is my number one worst movie of all time. I mean, <laughs> Chris Rock appearing in the cor- as a piece of corn in the field was hilarious. I mean, uh, just just hilarious movie. Also, yeah. that that uh, that, that the opening the opening sequence where he had the fight scene that was like some shit straight out of Dolomite. That was oh fun. Yeah. yeah, the belt and he was moving his head like the Matrix. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, hey, that's a good one, man. That's a good one. I love a- I love Pootie Tang. Oh, oh, oh my god! All right, <clears throat> all right, my number one. I know you guys. I know you guys seen this plenty of times. And Prez, I think this is your hero. I think he, you told me one once before, we'll and that's uh, No Holds Bar with with Hulk Hogan. Oh God! <laughs> Whoa! That's my fancy football character, man. Remember I had Zeus? <laughs> yeah, I, I, after this record, I'm gonna I'm gonna be calling you, Jules. <laughs> oh my God! I know you used to say your prayers, eating your vitamins and stuff, man. <laughs> Okay, so so the whole bars came out in June. You play too much, bro. <laughs> I'm married, oh man! man. I, it came out in June of '89. <laughs> the budget was it made it made it made for this budget. Damn! But it grows 16, 16 million. That was okay. media money. <laughs> so, okay, so uh, Hulk Hogan. His name on the movie is, is called Rip Thomas. He's a WWF champion. He's a wrestling champion, just like he was in real life. Okay, there was a, a television promoter uh, named Braille. Now, Braille wanted to get Rip over to his show because it shows up. And he feel that uh, Rip uh, played with Hulk Hogan will boost his rating so he can get some money. So, of course, you know, uh, Hulk Hogan turned him down plenty of times. Well, Braille got mad. He ended up going to this penitentiary where he ended up bumped, uh, getting introduced to Zeus played by Tiny Lester. Now, now Zeus in the movie was, was a wrecking ball. And so he set it up where Rip didn't want to fight him at first, but, Tiny, but you know, of course, they end up kidnapping his, what well, they beat his brother up, kidnapped this girl and stuff like that. So Forrest, Forrest Hulk, <laughs> first, Forrest Hulk uh, uh, Rip and uh, Zeus to battle out in a uh, no holes bar. That means no referee, no rules. Everything goes. And of course, uh, 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 Rip, Came out on uh, came out on top. Boy, y'all stupid. <laughs> Rip came out on top. So I didn't as as a kid watching that movie, man. I thought it was I thought it was dope. Watching now, of course, it's like, man, what is this? But you know, I enjoyed it. It's good. You know, I enjoyed the movie, but it was terrible. I, I still think about that Dookie scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Right, he 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 exploded. They gonna lock him up in the limousine. He exploded off the top. And grabbed and do crapped on himself, man. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "What is that smell?" He said, "Dookie." Dookie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn, man! I, I, I'm in the wrong profession. 
Oh, good. And them costumes that uh, that Zeus is wearing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And he had that Z on the side of his head, that Z on his belt. He was dressed like unibrow. a unibrow. Yeah, unibrow, man. He, he was before Anthony Davis. And then he was cross-eyed. <laughs> you know, when you're so strong, your eyes are like basically crossed each other, man. That's how you take the waist back then. Oh man! Don't forget about that chain that uh, sweater he's that chain that uh, yeah. tank top he used to wear. Oh my god! Oh, that man. was bad. That was bad, man. This thing, man. Press. That was press. We had a post on the wall. This man. Oh y'all, y'all play too much. Is he play? Hey man. Hey, if I can be a wrestler, man, I'm, I'm ripping my shirt off just like Hope. Just like Hulk Hogan. But man, I, every time I see Hulk, I think about that. I'm an all-American, you know, I'm an American hero. That you know, playing in the background, blaring at WrestleMania. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. You know, you think about the Million Dollar Man. You think about Mean Gene. Oh man, great times. Man. Oh man, man, the '80s man. I loved it. How do you have a do rag with no waves? That's the thing. Hulk had a do rag <laughs> with no waves, man. Think about that, man. He could, he could, he could get he no, waves. no waves. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my I, God, man! You you realize he had a blue, he had a, he had a he had a North Carolina blue do rag, white trim on it. I never realized it until I got older. Hey man, he just had swag. That's all. Man, Zeus had a Z inside his head. Had no way. <laughs> I tell you one thing: that uh, that black kid that he was holding in that movie, I'm sure he washed his hands as soon as that. Mm-hmm. He put a breeze on after that, man. Let me wash this away. <laughs> oh man. Oh my God, man! Oh man, thank you for that one, Jules, man. Oh my God, man. Oh, man, appreciate it, man. Appreciate so bad. It. Yeah, but y'all, y'all gotta stop playing with me with Hulk Hogan. Y'all know I don't fuck with that dude. Oh rip. damn, that's right, man. Yeah, rip him. Oh man, I forgot <laughs> about that, man. Oh yeah, y'all oh, funny though. Y'all real funny. Oh man, <laughs> he coming back, man. He said he's sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's just lucky Ultimate Warrior ain't here no more. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that's the dude there. Yes, sir. Oh, man. He come to the ring, man, them bands, so cutting off his circulation, hitting that turnbuckle. We got to do a wrestling podcast. I want that now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get that going. Oh, my God, man. No worries. Well, man, no, my number one was uh, you guys know. You might agree with me. You might not. This one might be controversial. Belly. Oh, really? man. Oh, man. Yes, sir. Really? Oh, that's the greatest opening robbery scene of all time. Oh, hold on. Let me, let me get to it. Let me get to it. <laughs> he said, let me get to it. All right. So, Belly. I like the movie, but I also thought that some parts of the movie, eh, they could have kept. Now, what I did like about the movie was Hype Williams. Hype Williams, when we were coming up, had some of the dopest music videos around. Now, when he basically directed Belly, that opening scene when they were slow motion uh, walking through the club with the back to life plan, that was probably one of the best, I think, opening scenes I've seen in a movie ever, right? Dope ass soundtrack. Uh, the movie also, it, it really focused on the rap culture film, right? So it was cool seeing, you know, DMX, Nas, Method, you know, and even T Boz uh, basically on the film back in the day. My issue, though, with the film is it was just all style. It had no substance to it. Um, I think it would have been better if it had just been a Hype Williams like extended music video, to be honest. Um, Nas's character was fucking trash, sincere. Um, he was real bad in the movie. I didn't like the plot. 
It had a little bit of stuff where it took from Scarface. Uh, also, the plot felt a little set up. Like, I got so tired of hearing Nas talking about, you know, going back to Africa. Uh, he was the epitome of the guy that read one book in his life, and then he, di he didn't stop reminding you that he was reading books. Mm -hmm. So that character was just a little annoying to me. Uh, DMX was actually pretty solid um, in the film. I thought he actually put in a pretty good uh, performance, even though he might have been high on coke. <laughs> but his character was pretty cool. He played uh, Tommy Buns. Um, mm -hmm. So basically they were uh, dealing uh, heroin, and they had the heroin empire that they was moving from Queens all the way to Omaha. Now, the one funny part about this movie, and you guys will probably remember the character. Remember Rico, the dude from uh, Nebraska? Mm -hmm. So... Rico was just a funny character to me because that dude had like he had a perm, he had the glasses, and he was snacking on the banana, and he was hating. <laughs> mm -hmm. Remember, he was like, "I'm gonna drop a dime on them. They rolling too hard." I don't like them niggas. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he was the reason why they got caught up. You know, you remember that kind of started all the problems for uh, Tommy and, and, and Sincere. So uh, I don't know, man. I think DMX was decent in the movie. He started the movie with his narration. Uh, he also has some of the best lines too, if you think about it, right? Because remember when uh, when Nas' sincere character was trying to get out of the game, and DMX and Tommy was like, he's like, oh, because you're a homeowner now. That shit had me fucking dying. Like, Damn. so it was it was some mm -hmm. good one liners in there, but I just think that man, this movie, it was it was good, but I think it was just really bad too. So Novak, I know uh, you probably wanted to to get some stuff going. Well, what I say about it is, yeah, it's a, it's a, you know what, it ain't nothing but a music video that went on too long. You know, like, you know, like, you know, DMS's character was hilarious. That part when he called, he called T-Bot, you know, he called home, he was talking to old girl, and he was getting, uh, you know, he was getting service in the car, mm -hmm. and he was sitting there, and uh, I remember his wife called her, Tommy, he, he teaching me things. He said, I ain't old enough right now. And I'm like, oh, okay, you ain't old enough. What was you doing in that car? You know, I mean... I mean, Tommy, Tommy was hilarious in there. I like that scene. He instigated that shooting in the restaurant and sat there and went to jail. That was the dumbest scene yeah. I ever seen in my life. Now he's like, what you going to do? Come on, man. What you going to do? And DMS got that, that, that style. He can make somebody go kill somebody. And he wanted, you know, he'll go to jail for instigating. I mean, and D sat there after, after the dude shot the other guy. He sat there looking at him. I think he got shot and killed. And he went to jail that day. I would say that scene was great. I mean, I do agree with you on that, uh, Fred, that it could have just been a music video on Liverpool. I mean, Hype Williams, what happened was he had too much. They gave him a big budget on this one. You know, he went crazy with it. Yep. The, Im the imagery was tight. Uh, my other favorite scene is that, is that part when, uh, when Method Man's character went into that nightclub and shot up the nightclub. Yep. Mm -hmm. It had that Crucial Conflict song playing in the background. And you're like, is that conflict in the background? I mean, that belly is like, Belly is like hip hop going in many different directions and trying to be put on the big screen. So I, I will say it's a bad movie. I can't see that number one for people because it did set the black community back a little bit. You know, you had Nas talking about he going to Africa. And I was like, he got shot outside the barbershop. And I was like, come on now. And, I mean, it, and that was the worst scene ever because that was terrible. He just, what did he just say? I got shot. I got shot. Can you shut? I got shot. And then he got home with her, basically, or or, or the part when uh, when Keisha when Keisha beat up uh, Buns, that was hilarious. <laughs> they tried you know they tried to kill her. Oh, that was hilarious. That was the best fight I ever seen. 
Mm. I mean, also, uh, also, he was like, I don't know no Kiana. Oh, no, Kiana. Fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. D, oh, DMS, man. His, you know, his acting, that was really acting. That's his everyday life. That's just him. Yeah, that's, that's just, just him. him. Yeah. Nas is trying to be cool the whole movie, and it was really bad. He was trying to be cool the whole movie. I mean, Method Man, that was just Method Man from around the way. Right. So that there was no real acting in the movie itself. So, you know, Nas was trying to act. He was trying to be like sincere. You know, he's trying to be like that that uh that dude that pretty much reads the Bible, prays, but he does evil every night. So it was it was crazy when you think about it. He, so, was yeah. just, he was just he was just spitting stuff that he was reading out of a book every time he had a chance. Yeah. Walking contradiction, you yep. know. Yep. The you know, stereotype of going down south to sell drugs and coming back to New York that was terrible. I will yep. admit, you know. You know what, Prez? I'll give you that. I'm thinking about it right now. <laughs> I'm thinking about all the bad, all the bad metaphors in that movie. And now I'm stained because I watched that movie the other night, like you know, in my house with that that, that nice white backdrop, that opening, the opening robbery mm-hmm. scene, which is yep. stupid as hell. And it was, that was the worst <laughs> robbery ever. That robbery got people caught up for years. <laughs> uh huh. Like, it was the See? stupidest armed robbery See? ever. How did you know how they got caught? Because DMS organized. That's how they got caught. <laughs> you, had, you, had, you had the wrong person organizing. Yeah, we're we'll going to shoot them, shoot them. We're going out the back door. Put this mask on, and you gonna get you gonna drive back to your house. Oh my God! That scene when he called home and they and they raided the house was terrible. Yep. Did you uh did you hear that uh, Jay Z was originally the person that they wanted to play Tommy, but he turned it down because he didn't want to be stained like that. Nas got to mm. stay on his acting career. We ain't seen Nas in another movie act since. You know. No. That's actually I mean, a good point. Yeah, he hasn't been in anything. Has he? No, I don't no, think so. No, I mean, I love Nas as a hip-hop artist. You know, one of my favorite artists, one of my top five. But please don't act. You know, like, he, he tried to do that on the on the, the Get Down. I don't know if you guys ever saw the Get Down on, on Netflix. When it, they, they did, like, the story, like, pretty much it's like young Nas being told, like, in the, the 80s, doing the crack, uh, the crack cocaine epidemic in New York City. Oh, okay. No, I haven't seen it. They used a guy from, they used a black kid from Pokemon. Okay. Don't no, no, don't ask me how I saw that movie. But anyway, I know mm, it's a Pokemon. Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay, you know, you know, it's up with belly. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, like, like you said. So, see, 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 no back came around because at yeah. first I felt he was coming for him. I was like, no, let me, let me. I have to, I have to state my case there for a second. No, so, I don't think it's that. But yo, know, the thing about Belly it's the best soundtrack for like a, a movie. Oh yeah. yeah. During that, era. I mean, you had "Here Comes the Boom" on there. Uh-huh. Yeah, DMS killing that, that Jamaican rhythm, just destroying that beat, man. Yeah, you know that soundtrack was dope. Oh my God, Belly soundtrack is phenomenal, man. You know, yeah, you had, had Vito on that soundtrack. You had uh, it was a great soundtrack. I mean, I think I think Nas ruined that movie to be honest, which his character. We could have had Tommy get did his own movie. <laughs> yeah, they they they, sh- they should have left Nas out of there because that's a sincere yeah. character, man. Whew, he was terrible. Oh God, you know why was always dark in his house? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Every scene is in the dark, and he's sitting there like you know he never came into a light until he went to Africa. Remember, think about that. That's actually that was, a good point. Maybe that was what Hype Williams was trying to symbolize. You never know. He's trying to do something. I mean, you know, <laughs> what, ain't, what, seen, what, ain't seen him since. What happened to Hype Williams? Hype went out. Man, so, yeah, right. Is that what happened to Hype Williams? That's a good question. Yeah, because. You man, those videos uh, back in the nineties and two thousands, man, he was that guy. Do yeah. they even do they even have videos? Not, not, man, I know it's it's sorry for me to say this, but do they even have music videos now? 
six nine got something out there right now. He just he just dropped trolls the other day. People went crazy. Okay. That's a whole nother podcast. He can have his, he can have a two hour talk about six nine. <laughs> you gotta do it before you get assassinated though. Okay. Yeah, yeah, his days are numbered for sure. Oh my god. Y'all man, I'm back. <laughs> what is this? Like, stop it, man. Man, you might hey bro. Hey man, listen, bro. Just if you can change your well, we man, just, just keep do, just keep doing what you're doing, man. <laughs> Cause right, he's scarred up, man. Yeah, he, there, ain't, there ain't no help for that, brother. Mm-mm. But so okay, guys, man, we went through our uh, our top five. Uh, this this was kind of interesting to kind of go through this. It's been really funny, like reminiscing on some of the movies that you guys brought up. Mm-hmm. Ovek, uh out of your top five, which one of yours would you say would make for a good uh, sequel if it hasn't already had one? You know what I want? I mean, in terms of, you know, one, one of my top five that I want to get a sequel right now, I want to follow Don't Be a Man in the South Central Drinking Your Juice in the Hood. I want a modern <laughs> version. I want a modern version of that dealing with, you know, Black Lives Matter. I want to tackle, you know what, we need to laugh right now. I want the Wayans to come make us something that pretty much is funny, something we can laugh about rather than cry about at this point in life. That's what's you up. Know, we need them right now at this point. I mean, we need comedy right now because it's like, Man, yeah, don't be a menace right now. Or, or, you know, just a, re, a revise those roles, follow up with Ashtray and everybody. What happened to him? That would be awesome at this point. So the same cast, same cats. I want okay. new cats. I want children in there. I want I want whatever Wayans family member we ain't never seen in there. You know, it's like nine hundred of them. I, you know, I'm quite sure that's another funny Wayans out there somewhere. Oh, I'm sure. What you, you got, man. Jules? My, uh, you know what. This is gonna be it's, it's it's a little little off, but mine is gonna be the expendables. Uh, it'll be the expendables, but check this out. It'll be who who I want to play will be me, Prez, and Nobek. You guys, us three to be expendables, going out there being mercenaries, going helping out the neighborhoods and stuff like that, or countries and this and you know, this and that. So who's who so who's who? I uh, we can just come up with our own names. I don't know. I just... well, so you you haven't thought it out very well, huh? No, I'm sorry. I just <laughs> I'm just, I'm just... <laughs> it's just you know, it's just hey, we we can go week to week, you know what I'm saying? It'll be us three like three the hard way and just going out there and, and, and clean up the communities, man, or 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 whatever. Whoever needs help. Okay. So who gonna be Bruce Willis in this movie? That's what I, that's that's what I was wondering. Well, uh, well, okay. I mean, if if you want, uh, Prez, you can be you can be Barney, that played by Sylvester Lone. Uh, no back, you can be uh, you you can be you you can be a Jet Li character. Okay. <laughs> you gonna be Terry Crews? I'll be Terry Crews. I'll be Terry Crews. That before the butt touch after. <laughs> That'll be after. <laughs> Somebody touched me and I felt violated. Uh, man, you're too big, man, for that. Yeah. You're too big. Yeah, hey, Novak, that, that, that's uh, that's hilarious, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's too funny. So, Jules, so you said the three of us, man, so we just be out here just uh, just trying to save the world, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, and, then, and then when the season go on, we'll, we'll get more people in this and that, and then we'll get uh, – and then your boy, 45, he'll come in. Need need our help to take care of some stuff, so we'll we'll be work for the for the man and stuff. We'll never get paid then. What the hell? You be out there doing? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, hey guys, I 
the specifics, I you know, I ain't go over, but I mean, you know, we can play with it. We, we, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jules, you knew that was coming. You knew it. Was coming. <laughs> oh, man. Can, can we get can we get can we get bad tattoos and wear little shirts? <laughs> and then we can get, can we get Jason Strat and Stratum to show up basically and sound, and sound like he's the most intelligent man that doesn't know shit on the set. <laughs> That's funny. That dude is a terrible actor, man. We do bad actors too, man. Oh my god, he, he plays the same yeah, character in every fucking movie. That's funny that you. That's funny that you say that, man. Because in my uh, in my sequel, I have him as one of the actors that I want to to be in the recast. Uh, you want to shoot him to death in this one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, indirectly. So, uh, so mine was Con Air. I think. Uh, Con Air is the only one on my list that doesn't have a sequel. So I think a Con Air 2 would be kind of dope. Also, I think if they had uh, that Antoine, how, how do you pronounce his last name? Fuqua? Fuqua. Fuqua. Yeah. 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 He did Train a Day and Equalizer. Like, mm-hmm. could you imagine if he, like, uh, produced the... the oh, that would be dope. That would be dope. See? Oh, yeah. And uh, I also thought that uh, Denzel Washington should be recast as Cameron Poe. Okay. What about, what about Denzel Washington Jr.? Uh, he can watch the movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> John, John, John David, huh? Yeah, John David can be on Ballers and do whatever the hell he's doing over oh, there. Oh, man. But that dude is hilarious, man. He should be on Insecure. <laughs> he should be on. Yeah, that, that's, more of, that's more of his type of vibe. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I don't want him on, on our movie here. He should replace Lawrence. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I had uh, Jason Statham as the new Cyrus the Virus. Okay. Because I mean, you know, because because you're right, Novak. Uh, he's a bad actor, but he's a badass though. I mean, because some of that stuff from Fast and Furious with him, he was just just tearing up stuff, man. So you talking about Hobbs and Shaw now? Yeah. No oh, hell no. Mm. That was the worst interrogation scene I ever seen in the movie. <laughs> oh my god, man! Oh, it almost god. got on the list. It almost, almost got on the list now. Almost. <laughs> no man, that's an upper mention all star right there. When the rock, when the rock basically was playing himself. Oh no! When he brought that WWE character over to the uh, over to that movie, I was like, "Stop it!" That's funny. So I got I got a few more people I want to recast, man. So remember that Vince Larkin character, the U.S. Marshal agent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would want to get Michael Pena to play him, the guy from Narcos, Mexico. Right. Mm-hmm. Dude, solid man. If he can hunt down a damn uh, cartel member, then I think he would be able to hunt down uh, Cyrus the Virus and get that plane land it safely. So I think that'd be a good one. And then you know William H. Macy from Shameless? Yeah. I want him to play Garland Green. That Remember the oh, serial wow. killer? The mm-hmm. creepy dude? Yeah, I can see Macy. He's creepy. Creepy as hell. Anybody play a crackhead is creepy. Mm. <laughs> and then I think Tracy Morgan can play Bubba's character. The oh, diabetic wow. guy. Oh, man. He probably died before the opening credits. Man. Tracy didn't show up to work today. He's been fired. You know, kill his character. <laughs> but Tracy Morgan is hilarious, though, man. Yeah, I've been watching Last OG, man. That is a funny show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so, uh, so, so Novak, you had Don't Be a Menace to uh, the South Central without drinking your juice in the hood. Uh, Jules, you had uh, Incredibles starring us. Uh, oh, you, yeah. We, we 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 need to come back to that on a future episode where you can develop our characters a little bit more and give us a little bit more on that. But I like where you started with that. All right, cool. And then I had uh, I had Con Air too. Man, this is a this is a fun episode, man. A real fun episode. Uh, 
know, Vic, hit us with our final segment, the, uh, the curtain call. All right, this curtain call goes out to the 2002 action movie, uh, Ballistic X vs. Sever. That starred Antonio Banderas and Lucy Liu. <laughs> this is the only movie that earned a 0% grade on Rotten Tomatoes, based on having more than 100 critics on record. Even with those two very competent actors, they were unable to say what was labeled a very unoriginal and boring film that was poorly executed from start to finish. Ballistic X vs. Uh, Sever offers overblown wall-to-wall action without a hint of wit, a <laughs> coherent style, or originality. Uh, the consensus from the critics that this movie was startling inept. You know, yeah, I saw that movie too, uh, Perez. Uh, I watched it one night. That movie was god-awful. <laughs> we could have we directed that with our phones and basically uploaded it to YouTube and, did, and done better. Yeah, that, that, that movie was really trash. Really trash. And that's the thing too. They got zero percent, dude. How that's hard to get zero percent. <laughs> you could not go to work Damn. and get, you could not go to work the day on the set and do better at that point. No kidding, man. What you got for us, Jules, on that final thought? All right. So today we talked about our about our best bad good movies and the characters that played in them. You know, the word character is a is a very strong word. Will also have a powerful meaning to it. It's the mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual or the combination of emotional, intellectual, or moral qualities that recognize on the, in, in, on the individual. <clears throat> so creating your character is like an artist creating a sculpture. The point is the character is not something that you just happen by itself. Any more than a chisel, the, the work of a tool that artists use, in both instances, a conscious decision has been made. A conscious process of design is at work. Character is the result of hundreds and hundreds of choices you, you may make that gradually turn who you are and at any given moment into who you want to become. If that decision-making process is not present, you'll still be a somebody. You'll still be alive, but may have a personality rather than a character. Character is something you are not born with and you must take a responsibility to make. So build your character and create a better life for yourself. All right, Press. Appreciate that final thought. Fellas, this was a really good episode. Episode 19 in the books. As always, we want to thank all of our listeners for their continued support of the Pulling Back the Curtain podcast. We want to give a special shout out to our sponsor, Somato Coffee. Listeners, please check them out, somatocoffee.com. Don't forget to use our code Ballers Coffee. As always, you can follow this podcast on Spotify. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple. You can also find us on iHeartRadio. We're pulling back the curtain podcast. Thanks for listening. Peace.